One of the major things that we are seeing is that hunters don't really want to get involved with things that are not or don't, don't seemingly affect them directly. And what I mean by that is, I mean, okay, so Colorado's going through this thing with the with the wolves. You know, there's a thing in Washington with bears. The guy in New York who whitetail hunts doesn't really care about the guy who wants to go lion hunting in California. We have this disconnect. Like if it doesn't matter to us, it doesn't affect us, it's not in our state, we don't want to get involved. We just want to keep to ourselves. There's 16 million hunters in the United States. Could you imagine how powerful that would be? That every single bill that ever popped up, every non-hunting or anti-hunting, I should say, issue that ever came up, or even pro-hunting issue that ever came up, if 16 million people focused their voice on that issue, took 30 seconds out of their life to send a howl for that, there's no politician in the world that would ever ignore that. Animals are held in public trust and we have public lands. Everybody is a stakeholder. You don't have to be from that state. You don't have to be a bear hunter. You don't have to be a deer hunter. You just have to care about hunting enough and care about your fellow sportsmen enough to get involved. The only way we're going to win that battle that you're talking about is to have these nuanced conversations between us hunters and our non-hunting friends co-workers, people we meet, anytime you have a chance to engage, and I say engage, I don't mean fight and argue, I mean educate. Hey guys, real quick before we get into this episode, I need you to do me a couple of favors. First, go give us a review on iTunes. Can't stress it enough, it's really, really important for me to help keep this free and to help me keep it going. Next, get involved with your hunting rights go join Howl for Wildlife. Super simple. Takes a couple minutes. You can even do the free membership. I don't care, but be involved. Lastly, I want you to do yourself a favor and up your shooting game. Go get you some Phoenix shooting bags. Use promo code John Stallone to save 20%. That's all I got for you. Let's get into this episode. What's up, everybody? It's uh, Thursday afternoon, and I am excited uh, to get a longtime friend and uh, somebody I, I very much respect and look up to, uh, John Stallone with uh, HowlForWildlife.org. Uh, dude, I cannot thank you enough for everything you are doing for hunting. You, you guys are amazing. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And actually, I want to thank you and Kafaru for stepping up and, you know, doing the, the bow giveaways and, and getting involved and, and helping, helping out financially. You guys are, you guys have been awesome. Like we can't thank you enough. No, no, no problem at all. And I mean, uh, I think if I was going to define what you and, and your crew are doing as putting your money where your mouth is, you are actually making a difference. I am a piece of shit. I don't have as much time or I haven't made time. So if I can give you guys, uh, you know, help financially or giveaways, uh, that's the least I can do because you guys are truly, you know, are and have been making a difference. So, yeah, man, I, I, I don't think people realize you have helped hunters have a much larger voice and be much more dynamic on our feet than we were before you guys got started. So it's pretty amazing to watch it happen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been pretty impressive. I've, uh, I look back at last year and, and think that's crazy. It's only been a year and we grew from zero to 20 something thousand members and we've got 
pretty much almost every action that we ever got involved in with the exception of one, maybe, maybe two that I can think of right now, we've either progressed forward or were able to win something for the hunters on that. So it's a real powerful, powerful tool to connect the hunters with the decision makers. And that's our goal. You know, we want to move the needle and what we've been doing thus far has been. So it's been, it's been pretty amazing. Yeah, definitely. Well, this one we're doing today is kind of time sensitive. It is very near and dear to my heart coming from the uh, not as great as it used to be state of Colorado and uh, the wolf issue. What did you want to talk about today? I already know. Let's let the audience know. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely want I want to we're going to talk about the wolf management plan that is coming about there. But before I get into that, and I want to I want to preface this conversation before that with this. One of the major things that we are seeing is that hunters don't really want to get involved with things that are not or don't seemingly affect them directly. And what I mean by that is, I mean, okay, so Colorado's going through this thing with with the wolves. You know, there's a thing in Washington with bears. The guy in New York who whitetail hunts doesn't really care about the guy who wants to go lion hunting in California. We have this disconnect. Like if it doesn't matter to us, it doesn't affect us. It's not in our state. We don't want to get involved. We just want to keep to ourselves. And that mentality, I don't want to say it worked before, but it didn't affect us before. But now that we are, we live in this new climate of social media and globalization and the way it is like we need to be involved in every little thing that comes up. I mentioned we have like 25,000 members. Okay. There's 16 million hunters in the United States. They say 15 to 18 million. I'm using 16 million. Could you imagine how powerful that would be that every single bill that ever popped up, every non-hunting or anti-hunting, I should say, issue that ever came up or even pro-hunting issue that ever came up, if 16 million people focused their voice on that issue, took 30 seconds out of their life to send a howl for that, there's no politician in the world that would ever ignore that. They would backpedal so fast from that bill and be like, whoa, 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 we don't want to be part of this. There's just way too many people that are in support of you know, hunting bears in Washington or whatever the case may be. And so I wanted to preface that because I'm back in 2020, November, 2020 proposition 114 was on the ballot for Colorado to reintroduce wolves and 50.9% of the votes were in favor that was one, 1,590,000 votes were in favor of reintroducing wolves. So we just, we lost by a, a little smidge. I'm going to tell you another little crazy statistic. Colorado has 1.1 million hunters in the state. So by my calculations, so if every hunter stood up and put their money where their mouth is and got involved and voted against wolves stood up there with the 
all the ranchers and the non-hunting citizens that were against wolves, to put it plainly, they would have mopped the floor with the anti-hunters and you guys wouldn't be dealing with this situation right now. You wouldn't be having wolves because it would have gotten knocked down. What's also astounding to me is that the wolf supporters raised $2.4 million in contributions to support the reintroduction. Conversely, hunters and ranchers only raised just over a million. So the time to oppose the wolf reintroduction, unfortunately, has come and gone. We sportsmen, men and women, didn't, you know, we didn't make our voices heard. We didn't stand up and say, hey, we don't want this. And now, whether we like it or not, by the end of December, there's going to be 250 more wolves in Colorado, Western Slope. So, you know, so to add to that, um, and I don't want to go into this deep dive rabbit hole. I did a podcast with Chris Rowe recently where we talked about, you know, numbers in hunting, overcrowding, are more hunters better? And, you know, listen to that podcast if you want to hear our views on this. But by the, the margin we're losing these, it's hard to argue the fact that either more people getting involved that are already in the hunting industry community are, are hunters or sportsmen or getting more people involved would not help, whether that's getting the word out, getting people off their ass or whatever. Um, because like with the wolf, I'll say issue is the management plan uh, is a big deal. And the fact that once it's here, it is very difficult to make it go away. Right. Um, once a law is set, once a law is, is um, once things are in place, they are hard to take away from. It's easy to take them away. It's hard to get them back. Right. And with this specific issue, and I have said this from the beginning, you know, I'm not saying wolves are this horrible, horrible, horrible thing. Mm -hmm. They just are that when they're not managed correctly. Well, and exactly. with when they get introduced, there is no management plan. And I'm going to let you take it from here. Mm -hmm. Right now, they're basically making it a, I guess it'd be Canis lupus or whatever. They're, they're saying it's a dog or trying to, mm -hmm. that you, you can't manage it. But go ahead and touch on that or talk about that. Okay, so Prop 114... Let me explain the whole proposition to you. So it states that 250 wolves will be transplanted by the end of uh, December 2023. And within that proposition, it says that the Colorado Parks and Wildlife Commission has to create and carry out a plan to reintroduce and manage the gray wolves. Okay. So, and under this measure, the wolves were set to be reintroduced only to the lands west of the Continental Divide. The exact location is actually going to be determined by the commission. So we don't know where they're going to be exactly, but I'm imagining it's going to be widespread in some way, shape, or form. The commission is also responsible for the distribution of state funds that are made available to pay fair compensation to owners of livestock if the livestock is lost. So the proposition also came up with appropriations to fund the reintroduction program as a, as a whole. So taxpayers are paying for the wolves to be reintroduced and for any livestock for perpetuity to be reimbursed to the ranchers. This is the kind of stuff that anti-hunters love. They, they love this kind of verbiage in these things because it basically pacifies the non-consumptive opposition. What I mean by that is like the ranchers, okay, we didn't want wolves, but 
at least they're going to pay for our cattle that get killed or livestock that get killed. So they're not probably not going to really make much more of a stink. You kind of lost a large portion of your support team there once this passed because now, like I said, they've been pacified. Anyway, so this December, on December 9th, Colorado Parks and Wildlife released their draft of the management plan. And it's not a perfect plan by any means, and there's, but there's still many reasons why the hunters need to get out and show support for it. It's really important that the commission hears that we support specific and crucial parts of the plan, mainly to support the objective population, which will be no more than 250 wolves because the anti-hunters want that number much, much higher. And phase four of the management plan, which includes like the lethal take, the ability to relist them as a sport uh, animal or game animal in the future once they're deemed uh, sustainable. So there, right now, there's an urgency to, to complete this. Because in the upcoming weeks, the wolf advocacy groups and their supporters will attempt to dismantle the plan in hopes to reach a non-vote or no vote and scrap the plan. And they're doing that to buy time. And the reason why they're doing that is because in June, well, right now we have a hunting-friendly commission and the 11 members of the commission are like pro-hunting. Okay, We will potentially lose four of those members and could possibly be replaced with non-hunters in June. So we need to get this plan in place before these four people come into play, because once it's in place, like you said, it's a lot harder to remove. They have the ability to tweak things, to improve on things, but there's set triggers within the plan that allow them to make adjustments according to those triggers. It's not like, oh, hey, we don't like this. Let's get rid of it type thing. So like if a new board came in, they couldn't scrap it or a new commission came in completely, they couldn't scrap it. They would have to make adjustments based on the triggers of management. No, I mean, that makes sense. I guess my first question would be though, where can they go? What do we need to do? Like, what, like what's the plan of attack? What's the plan of action? So right now, as, as hunters, anglers, sportsmen, our due date is February 22nd. We need to let the commission know by then that uh, we are in support of the current management plan and that we support lethal take and so on and so forth. So the easiest thing to do is to go to howforwildlife.org, is click on the action center, and then you'll see the wolf management plan action. Click on that, and you just put your name, and your email, and you hit send, and boom, there you go. You did more for wildlife in 30 seconds than you ever did in your whole life. And, you know, honestly, I encourage you, if you're in the Action Center, there's a couple other actions in there for you to get involved in. Like, for one, Montana is trying, this is a pro-hunting thing, is trying to make uh, hunting, fishing, and trapping a constitutional amendment to Montana's constitution. So, you want your hunting to be a right and not a privilege, get involved in that, <laughs> you know? Like, this is something that we systematically need to do across the United States is get hunting adopted into the individual constitu state constitutions as a right. 
there's certain certain states that have that and certain states that do not. Arizona doesn't. So it's considered a, a, a privilege here to hunt as it is in Montana right now. And Colorado, I think, believe is also that way. So obviously with the wolf issue, quickly talked about that, where they can go. I don't want to steer away from that too much, but mm-hmm. what other hot topics are going on right now where somebody could just crack open a beer, sit down in front of their computer, open their phone and knock out some very important shit in one hour. What are some other hot topics that people should look at? Well, I don't even think it would take you an hour, but even if you took the time to read through all these, I think if you wanted to educate yourself on each one, the hot ones right now is trying to introduce a bear season in Connecticut, trying to get bear season back on track and bear management back on track in Washington is a huge one because that we're dealing with a pretty, I'm going to go on record to say it, pretty corrupt commission. There is ties to anti-hunting on that commission. That's a big one. The wolf plan, obviously, there is a, a proposal for a grizzly bear management plan in Montana. There's another Montana one in there. It's another thing. Like There's grizzly bears already in Montana. You need a management plan for them. If there's no management plan, then everything's hands off, hands off, hands off and until it's too late. I hunted moose up in Montana this year and there were signs everywhere. Be careful of the, you know, grizzlies. And, you know, everybody I talked to was like, oh, you know, if you see a grizzly man and he's t- trying to take your moose from you or whatever, you just got to let him do it. I'm like, yeah, F that. I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> I don't think I can make that happen, <laughs> you know, but it's like, it, so in order for you to get what you guys want, you got to spend a little, just a little bit of time. I honestly, I feel like you can, you can read through this pretty quickly. Our friends to the north in Canada are dealing with a gun bill right now that is going to take away uh, hunting firearms. And, um, you know, you can get involved in that. That's the beauty of it all. We all hunt. That's the great thing about hunting because animals are held in public trust and we have public lands. Everybody is a stakeholder. You don't have to be from that state. You don't have to be a bear hunter. You don't have to be a deer hunter. You just have to care about hunting enough and care about your fellow sportsmen enough to get involved. So to add to this, try to put some context into this. Um, uh, Derek Wolf recently uh, shot a mountain lion in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That mountain lion was causing some problems in the local area. My buddy Alex took him on the hunt. It was actually living somewhat under the porch of this lady's house. They found a mule deer. It, it, anyway, the hunt's not really that important. He shot a, a one of the largest mountain lions I've ever seen. I'd say top five in Colorado ever shot. Cool deal. He got to go on a hunt. You know, ethically, I prefer dogs for that because you get to get in a tree, make sure it's a, a mature adult male. You shoot it. Okay. The orchestrated attack on that man was unbelievable. I mean, at an epic level by PETA. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean, they came out with like both barrels, nine bangers, flash bangs. Like they, they came at him with everything they had in a short period of time. And I'm looking at this, obviously, you know, like I mean, shit happens, right? Like you're going to get hated on by antis. But what I looked at was if these fucking chuckleheads can come at us that fast, one man, you know, recently getting into hunting, right? Doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. And they can get on in, in like thousands of people coming after him. I mean, I even got flack for it because, you know, people were tagging me. He learned from Aaron Snyder just to start, you know, so I could go on some 
PETA page so they could hate on me. Mm. And we can't get the majority of people to vote. Uh, you know, when I say majority hunters, we can't right. get an orchestrated attack. And that and again, that's what you're doing and, and why I respect you guys so much is you are helping get that orchestrated, not attack, no, but, but defense, yeah, defense uh, exactly. defending what we, yeah, defending what we have. And, and honestly, in some ways, like they, it is easy to attack, right? Like they, oh, um, so. you don't need a lot of validity when you attack. Like they just come at you with all kinds of crazy shit that animals extinct or, or on the endangered. Yeah, like they have even, such an easy job, honestly. Like yeah. their, their job to, to, because listen, what they're doing is, you know, basically, basically rubbernecking. It's what media has been doing forever. You know, it's how easy is it for you to take a picture of, a dude standing over a fawn deer dead on the side of the road and quickly spin a narrative of that. Even though the reality of it is, is a, this was a guy driving by, saw the deer, thought maybe he could help it, got out and looked at, you know, it could be anything, any number of explanations. They can throw a picture up there and spit out a thousand words that say, hate, 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 hate hunters. They're the worst people in the world. And we don't have it that easy. We can't show how much money, time, effort. We can't portray that the the boots on the ground or or any of that stuff to the non-hunting public with just a picture. It takes it's so much hard. You can't explain science and you know conservation through simple means. Like you, it's it's not easy to do. Like you have to watch like a documentary and people aren't going to do that, you know? So the only way we're going to win that battle that you're talking about is to have these nuanced conversations between us hunters and our non-hunting friends, coworkers, people we meet. Anytime you have a chance to engage and I say engage, I don't mean fight and argue. I mean, educate. So this comes with first educate yourself because Let's just face it. There's a lot of us out there that are don't take the time to educate ourselves. I mean, I, I can't tell you since I've gotten into this how many people don't even know what Pittman Robertson is and where funding comes from and you know any of that kind of stuff. And and that's okay. I mean, it was okay till now, but it's not okay anymore. Now you need to be educated and understand what. I don't want you to be an expert. I mean, if you want to become an expert, great, but you don't need to be an expert. You just need to have all the key points down and you need to be able to have an intellectual conversation with a non-hunting person so that when these things come up in the ballot box, because now more and more of this stuff is moving to ballot box and not it's being taken out of the hands of the actual stakeholders, that they will be sympathetic to you. They will have an understanding. Oh, you know what? Hunting isn't evil. It isn't, you know, guys running around willy-nilly shooting guns out the back of a truck while drinking beer. Because that is the paint that is the picture that is painted of us. You know, that Elmer Fudd um idea. I mean, if you think back to every single movie that's ever been made that I can't think of one really off the top of my head where the hunter was portrayed as a good person or as the hero in the narrative. We're always creepy, evil, this 
slimy people, you know, and that's that's what the public sees. So if you got 80% of the public that is not hunting and you need them to to be sympathetic with you, you need to be able to portray yourself in a way that they understand that you're not what they thought. They're not what, the, what somebody told them that you are. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree 100%. And um, I, I think that the the number one thing, you know, from this is we, including myself, can do more, get educated, make your voice or let your voice be heard, take that extra step, spend five, 10, 15 minutes, uh, you know, to do what needs to be done, you know, to protect what we have now, not lose any more, you know, and, and, and again, like focus on that. Don't, oh, well, you know what? I'm not going to hunt in Canada. Well, you know what? I don't, I don't plan on going to Washington to hunt bears. Right. It's chipping away our lifestyle and whether you're going to take part in that or not, you might someday and you don't know it, but if they take part of that, it builds more strength for them to take something else. And little by little, it'll all be gone eventually. Um, having said that, where can people find you guys so they can stay updated on what's going on, current events, where they can vote, what they need to vote for, that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, definitely follow us on Instagram because we post every single action that comes up and uh, we're very good about keeping in touch with that. But go to howlforwildlife.org. I mean, you don't have to become a paid member. That's That's how passionate we are. We're not trying to get money out of people. We're not trying. I mean, we, we need money to run this. It's not, it's not free for us by any shape, uh, you know, or by any means, but it's, uh, we want every, we're that passionate that we just want, we're the only organization that offers a free membership because we want everybody to be involved. I don't want it to be like, Oh yeah, I want to, but I can't spend 30 bucks a year, whatever. I want you to be involved. So if you can't do the 30 bucks, you get a free membership. You don't have to get the paid membership. Like that's how passionate we are with this. Like we don't, it's not a, we're not a, trying to make money. We're not trying to be the next legacy org. I, I just want to keep hunting for my kids, for my grandkids. I want it to be like, when it was when I grow, was growing up, you know, in the eighties, I want to be able to, you know, be able to tell somebody that, that I'm, that I'm a, a hunter and not feel ashamed. Like I'm always worried about having that conversation with somebody, you know, what, how is this person going to react when I tell them I'm a hunter or I'm a guide or, you know, yeah. so yeah, I, I know simple. <laughs> it's very easy to get involved. We, we really created the easy button for people. You know, it's get on there, spend a couple of minutes to educate yourself if you want to learn about that situation. And it takes about 30 seconds for you to get involved. So uh, above and beyond that, uh, is there a place, can, uh, can people donate for helpforwildlife.org? And, and if so, where can they do that? Sure. Uh, right on the website. Uh, af after every action, there is an option for you to donate there. There is a donate button right on Howlful Wildlife's main page, or you can simply become a member. We have several different options, some of which are awesome. Like if you use Go Hunt or Onyx Maps or, or Jesus, I don't know, we're getting involved in so many different things now, but like just with those two, you can purchase an Onyx membership or you can purchase a Go Hunt membership on our website, get the same benefits of 
that you would if you were going to pay for it there. And it's like it's 149 bucks, I think, is a full Onyx membership. Excuse me, not Onyx, Go Hunt. And um, you pay that same amount, plus you get the $30 Howl membership, which has its own things, plus there's like extra benefits and stuff like that. And then they donate 50% of that 150 bucks to us. I mean, it's like a win-win. Like you get what you wanted because you wanted to buy that. You help out the organization, plus you get more things. It's kind of a, you know, in my opinion, no-brainer. You know, if you're in the market for one of those, one of those deals. But that's probably the the those are the best ways to get involved financially with us. Gotcha. Well, I can't. Um, like I said, I wanted to make this somewhat of a, a quick hitter to get the points across. Um, you know, for anybody, you know, listening in, please, uh, whether you live, you know, in New Jersey or in whatever, Arizona, please get on the website, helpforwildlife.org, you know, uh, uh, one, donate some money to make sure and vote, pay attention, current events, what's going on uh, as much as you can. You know, obviously not everybody's financially able to donate a ton, but obviously anything helps. So please do your part. Put your fucking pants on in the morning and do your best. We can do better, including myself. And uh, I appreciate you guys kind of leading the way in a lot of this uh, to help people, not just awareness, but also just, you know, help people understand they can do better and what happens when they put their feet in the right direction. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't thank you enough and, and organization. It's been amazing watching you guys grow and what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate you. And uh, thank you for taking the time to highlight this, uh, this wolf management plan issue and, and helping direct people to for wildlife. Yeah. Yeah. No problem at all, man. Thank you. Take it easy. And I'm sure we'll uh, see each other soon enough, man. Absolutely. Take it easy. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the show. Really appreciate you. Keep those reviews and those comments coming. Helps us keep this free. Do me a favor, go check out Phoenix Shooting Bags. Use promo code John Stallone to save 20%, all one word. And check out Howl for Wildlife. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you on the next show.